Hallelujah. Good evening. Great to be with you. This is really very special. It's a very special occasion, and I'm honored to be here. In just a few minutes, I'm going to share a message that I believe is a word from the Lord to every person in this room. If you're a school teacher, if you're an elder in this church, if you're an intercessor, if you're in business, if you're in ministry, if you're a mother, if you're a single person, if you're married, wherever you're from and wherever you're at, God wants to speak to you tonight. And I'm going to share that message. And I believe because I'm going to take it from the scripture, I'm going to share truth tonight. I believe it'll be a game changer for you. So get ready for that. But let me just congratulate Collide City Church and Pastor Dell and all the leaders on this. This is very special and a, a great occasion. Can we say to Pastor Dell that he's doing a good job and we thank God for him? Come on. Come on. I can't hear you. Are you there? Is this mic on? <laughs> I've traveled all over the world for over 40 years. I've met a lot of pastors, and very few men have the heart and the passion um, that Pastor Del Augusta has, and I admire it, and I appreciate it. He's special, and you're in a good place tonight. If you're visiting, um, and many of you probably are from Andrew's family and friends for the ordination, um, Andrew's in good hands, and uh, I appreciate uh, seeing that. I'm from San Jose, but before I was from San Jose, I was from Hayward. And here's what's really weird. They told me the meeting tonight would be at 354 B Street, and I said, well, I, I grew up in Hayward. I know where B Street is. When I pulled up in front of this building, I realized that this was my first church. This used to be called Bethel Temple. And as a five-year-old, I stood on this stage and ministered. I'm 60 years old. That was a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> so it's special for me, not only because this is a great occasion, but also because I love the East Bay. I'm from the East Bay, went to Hayward High School. This is all my stomping grounds. I worked, my first job was at Smith's Clothier, Clothiers on the corner of uh, Maine and B. And um, I used to get loaded too. I used to get pretty high and pretty messed up. I wasn't always saved. I was away from the Lord. And, uh, but God changed my life. And here we are uh, on this great occasion. And what would the Lord say? I want you to open your Bibles to... Romans chapter 8, and if you want to write down a title, make this a prophetic word and allow the Holy Spirit to speak this to you directly and personally. This is the title, God has decided to bless you. God has decided to bless you. Romans 8, verse 28 through 30. And we know that all things work together for good. Everyone say good. For those who love God and those who are the called 
according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. You heard, and I, I so enjoyed some of the testimonies that were shared. Everything that was said up until this point was just so wonderful. And you heard in Pastor Dell and in some of his team the pain, the sorrow, the strain, and the hurt of this last season of time. Planting a church during COVID is kind of a crazy idea and kind of a painful thing to go through, and you can see it. But all of us have been through a lot. If you're in business, you went through it. If you're in healthcare, you went through it. If you're a first responder, you went through it. If you're a parent of small children, we were pulled backwards through a knothole this last season of time. And sometimes those experiences shake us and make us wonder, did, did we... Did we really get it right? Did we hear God? Did we, were we supposed to get married? Were we supposed to start that business? Were we supposed to launch a church? We start to second guess ourselves. But there's something about God and his purpose that he never fails. And tonight I'm here to tell you as crazy as the world is, Jesus hasn't relinquished his authority over, over you or over your city or over your family or over this nation, he's still firmly in charge. And when he sets out to do something, he is faithful and he will finish it. And the reason that we're here tonight, though Pastor Dell is a great man and you guys have worked very hard and you've, you've done amazing things, but we're here tonight because God has made a decision about this place. We're not on tiptoes tonight concerning the future. We're not waiting to see, wow, how's this all going to turn out? Is this really going to work? Listen, this is a done deal. The blessings of God are on lock in your life if you are in Christ Jesus. Now, I told you if you believe me, this will change your life. And I'm going to show you from God's word that if you are in Christ, you're unsinkable, uncancelable, undefeatable, because God has made a decision about you. He's not here wondering tonight, hmm, how do I feel about these people? How do I feel about this church right here? Hmm, let me just see. I'm going to test them a while. I'm gonna... God is, there's no cliffhanger in this story. This is a done deal because God has a purpose. And everything that has happened over the last 18 months or however long you want to, you can go all the way back to your childhood if you like, wherever the pain was for you, wherever it hurt the most, God's been working behind the scenes. And he's been causing things to work together 
for good in your life. Now, I didn't say that everything that has happened to you is good. If you got hurt, that's not good. If you went through loss, that's not good. If you were betrayed or forsaken or abandoned or violated, that's not good. But there's something about God who has made up his mind that he causes all those things that are not good to work together for good because he has a purpose for our lives. Now, I want you to think about a story from the Old Testament because this, this one really hit me. And I, I'm going to talk to you about Absalom, which is a story in the Old Testament. And I'm, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to teach on the Absalom experience. That's another message. What I want to do is show you how when God makes up his mind, nobody can cancel what he's going to do. David was the great king of Israel. He was chosen by God. As a matter of fact, uh, Samuel the prophet poured oil on him after he had looked at all seven of his brothers. And the Lord said, no, it's none of these. I'm looking for somebody else. And Samuel said, isn't there another one? And they finally brought David. David was the least likely to succeed. And they brought him and he said, this is the one. And he anointed him as king. David went through some hard times on his way to becoming what God had called him to, to be. And I know Pastor Dell can relate to that. And all of us can. But David finally became the king of the greatest nation at the time, the greatest kingdom at the time. They called the reign of David the golden era of Israel. And he came from the backside of the desert to the palace. And the nation began to prosper and there was revival, and they recovered the ark of God from their enemies, and worship was strong. They had 24-hour worship, and the kingdom of God was expanding under David like nobody's business. But David had issues in his tissues, and he had some family problems. He wasn't a perfect man. He had done some things that he shouldn't have done, and as a result, his children developed different attitudes toward him, and one of his children was named Absalom. Absalom was beautiful to look at. He had amazing hair. He was popular. He had charisma. And at some point, Absalom decided, I think I'd like to be the king. So he started talking the way some people do. Not, not to David's face, but kind of around the corner, down the street, behind his back. Oh, the old man... He's kind of losing it. It would be better if I was in charge. Oh, if, if I was in charge, I would make things so great. And he started to slowly steal the hearts of the people. And it's, it's an interesting story. You can read about it in 2 Samuel chapter 15, 16, 17, and 18. There's, all, there's a lot of details there. But here's the thing I want to, here's the thing I want to, hone in on. David was truly called by God. Absalom was not. But Absalom succeeded in stealing the kingdom. And now, I don't know if you've ever had a moment in your life where you lost everything, just like that. But that's where David was. David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, was now kicked out of his palace. It was a revolution. It was a coup d'etat. And 
No more butcher, no more baker, no more candlestick maker, no more maidens bringing his meals, no more security guards, no more. He was out and Absalom was in just that fast. And when you have a moment like that, or when you go through a COVID moment, or when you lose your business, or lose a loved one, or lose your marriage, or hit a rough patch in your life, you wonder, did I really hear from God? Is God's purpose really real? Because when you lose everything, it makes you wonder, did you make the right move? Did you really hear from God? Are you really chosen by God? And sometimes, is God really good? So David is homeless, and he's out in the wilderness, fleeing for his life, and Absalom is having a staff meeting. Now, now Absalom is the king. And he brings his staff together, and there are two men on his staff. One's name is Hushai, and one's name is Ahithophel. Now, when David was kicked out and he heard that the kingdom was being torn away from him and that Ahithophel had changed teams, he had been on David's team, but he switched to Absalom, and David said, God, may you turn the counsel of my counselor Ahithophel. May you cause his counsel to, to, to fail. David fled for his life, and Ahithophel joined team Absalom and began to counsel his new boss. There was another counselor at the staff meeting. His name was Hushai, and Hushai was a plant. <laughs> he was David's loyal counselor, but he, was, he inserted himself into Absalom's court as a spy. Okay, so get the picture in your mind. They're having a staff meeting, and what's the topic of the staff meeting at which Hushai and Ahithophel are sitting? The topic is, how do we kill David and finish him? It's not enough that we've taken the kingdom. We want to finish him and take him out. This is his own son. And so Absalom says, tell me, guys, what's the best plan for killing dad? And let me just pause right here and say to you, Absalom is a very obvious type of Satan who comes to kill, steal, and destroy and take away from you every good thing that God has ever given you. And he's... He's not content just to rob you of your family or rob you of your business or, or whatever he tries to do, take you out of the ministry, stop you dead. He wants to kill you. And when he's done with you, he wants your family. And when he's done with your family, he wants your children and their children. And he will keep going if, if he can, he will keep going. He is a thief and a murderer and a liar, just like Absalom. But here's the question that I want to put to you on this first anniversary of Collide City Church. If the devil could stop this house, what's he waiting for? Why did he let us get to a one-year anniversary? I said there's no cliffhanger here. I'm telling you, your future, Dell. I'm telling you, Collide City Church, friends, families, visitors, I'm telling you, if you're in Christ, there's no cliffhanger. God has already made up his mind about what he thinks about you. 
and it doesn't matter what comes against you. And I want you to remember this. You might be tonight in the worst moment of your life, or you might be two weeks away from the worst moment of your life, or you might be crawling out of the worst moment of your life for the last year, but I want you to hear me very well. The devil cannot stop what God has decided to do in your life. You are uncancelable. Your blessings are on lock from heaven. There's no cliffhanger about Collide City Church. God has decided to bless this house. So we're not, wonder, we're not waiting to see, well, gee, I wonder how this is going to go. We got to get to the point where we know that God has chosen us and that he is standing for us even if we hit a rough patch the way David did. So here's the verse that hit me like a cannonball. Because they're at this staff meeting and they're deciding how to take David out. And look at God. 2 Samuel chapter 17, verse 14. I don't know if we have these verses. We do. Thank you so much, tech crew. We appreciate that. You're at the, you're at the staff meeting. Hushai presents his plan. Hushai is a plant. Ahithophel presents his plan. He's a turncoat. And look what, look what happened. It said the Lord, uh, it said then Absalom and all the men of Israel said, Hushai's advice is better than Ahithophel. Now remember, Hushai was the guy who was giving the plan that really was designed to save David's life. It was the worst plan from the standpoint of killing David. Okay, watch this. Don't, don't miss this. And Hushai's advice, they said, is better than Ahithophel's, for the Lord had determined. Why, why would they believe that a dumb plan was a genius plan? Why would David's life be spared? And why would he eventually be returned to the throne to finish out the call that God had given to him that no one could take away from him. Why? Because God had made up his mind. And here's what I want you to understand. Come hell or high water, come devils, come demons, come pandemics, come critics, come Absaloms, come turncoats, bring it on. God has decided to bless your life. And baby, if God is for you, can't nobody be against you. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. He had determined to defeat the council of Ahithophel, which really was the better demonic plan, so that he could bring disaster, so that God could bring disaster on anybody that tried to touch his child. Why was David safe even on his worst day? Why? When he was homeless. When he was cast out and the dream was dead, why wasn't God nervous at that moment? Because he knew what he was going to do. He had already made up his mind. Other translations say the Lord had ordained. The Lord had made a firm decision. The Lord had appointed 
The Lord had decreed, the Lord had decided, the Lord had arranged, he had resolved, he had commanded, he had planned. It all means the same thing. It all means that the Lord had made up his mind to bless David. God had already decided to defeat, thwart, frustrate, and circumvent the good counsel of Ahithophel that would have worked to defeat David. The Lord had decided to bring disaster and ruin on Absalom because Absalom was not his choice to lead Israel. David was his choice, and David was restored to the throne. And here's what I want you to understand on this first anniversary of Collide City Church. When God decides to bless you, not even the enemy can reverse it. Theologians have a word for this. It's called predetermination. I didn't say predestination. That's a different topic. But predetermination means that God has already decided how it's going to go. God has already fixed the fight. And for our purposes, I just want you to remember when we talk about God, and I want you to see who he really is, because it looks like he's not in control right now. It looks like we're in a mess right now, but I promise you, God is seated firmly on the throne. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for your business. He has a plan for your family. He has a plan for your ministry, and everything is going to turn out. All things are not good but all things are going to work together for good to those who love God. How many love the Lord? Now, in the last few minutes, I want to give you a quick dose of Scripture to fortify this understanding in your heart because maybe no one ever told you. Maybe, maybe you've grown up kind of wondering if God was nervous or we got to just wait and see how things are going to work out or, you know, the plan of God is kind of like a cliffhanger. Let's just see how it goes. I want you to know God has a plan and he's got your blessings on lock. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 33. I'm talking about predetermination. Proverbs 16, 33 says, we may throw the dice, but the devil determines. Oh, did I read that wrong? What does it say? The Lord, what? Determines. He's made the decision about how it's going to go. The amplified version of this verse says, the decision is holy of the Lord. Even the events that seem accidental are really ordered of the Lord. Acts chapter 2, verse 23 said, concerning the death of Jesus Christ, which was in that moment the very worst thing that had ever happened to anyone. Perfect purity, innocence, crucified. And the promise of a kingdom. This son of David, now hanging on a cross, anointed by God, now seemingly defeated by the Absalom of the Jews and the Gentiles who crucified him. And yet, three days later, rose from the dead. Why? Because God had determined how it was going to end. I'm telling you, when you're at your worst moment, it ain't over till it's over. Because God has made a decision about how your life is going to turn out. And he's determined. And when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and he faced those same people that crucified Jesus Christ, this is what he said to him. He said, but God knew what would happen. And his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. What? 
It was God's prearranged plan when Jesus was betrayed that he would die on a cross. With the help of the lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to the cross and killed him. And another verse says, if the, if the enemies of God had known, if they had known that they were crucifying the Lord of hosts and that his blood would wash away the sins of the world, they would never have done it. But there's an insanity about betrayal. There's an insanity about hatred. There's an insanity about Satan. He doesn't get it. He will try and try and try because the last thing he wants to believe is that what I'm sharing with you tonight is real. But I promise you it's real. He will, he will work to try to overthrow the, the plan of God in your life. But don't you get nervous. There's no cliffhanger. God has already decided. Just like he decided with Jesus, he has decided that you're going to, he has predetermined that all things are going to work out for good. Is anybody getting anything out of this? And if you're not right with Jesus Christ, maybe you stumbled into this meeting tonight just out of friendship or interest or whatever, but I just want to recommend to you that you turn over your life completely and totally before you walk out of this room tonight. You make a serious commitment to the God has, who has made a serious commitment to you. He gave 100% for you. And that's what you should give back to him. I can see you don't believe me, so I'm going to keep reading Bible verses to you. We're talking about predetermination, Acts chapter 17. Predetermination. And he has made from one blood. Everybody say one blood. I'll come back to this in just a moment for free. He has made of one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and he has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwelling. Do you know that God is fully in charge of human history? He's in charge of what's going on in Afghanistan right now. He's in and it looks bad, and it looks like he's not at the, it's like, who's, Jesus, take the wheel. Somebody, please. Sometimes we look around in America and say, somebody, please grab the wheel. What's going on? We're going off the road here. But I want you to know that God is firmly in control. And incidentally, don't believe the lie about Please don't get mad at me. Don't believe the lie about multiple races. Because there's only one race. That's called the human race. God has made out of several bloods. Is that what it says? We're all different from the blood up, right? Or are we all the same? Chinese blood is the same as Korean blood, is the same as Sicilian blood. It's the same as African blood. It's all, the DNA is slightly different, but we're all built from the same dirt. And don't you believe the lie? Don't you believe the lie? We are unique and cultures are beautiful and, and uh, skin tones and traditions. That's beautiful. That's, a part, that's all from God. But at the core, we have to understand it's time for us to love each other because we are already family. In a real sense, every person is a child of God because they are a creation of God. He built you. He made you. And you are his. And then when he redeems you and you allow him to wash away your sins and make you not the prodigal child, but his son as a part of the family, then you're twice his. First, because he created you. And second, because he redeemed you.
So we all belong to the Lord. Could I have an amen? That's called predetermination. And then Ephesians chapter 2, the amplified version says, for we are all his own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined and planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time so that we could walk in them living the good life by the way, he wants, to, he wants you to live a good life. And he's made arrangements for you to live a good life. It said, living the good life, which he has prearranged and made ready for us to live. I'm here to tell you, and I'm, I'm going to say it until you catch on. There's no cliffhanger. God's made up his mind. Your story is going to end right if you're in Christ. All things. Everybody say all things are going to work together, your job and your ministry and your family and all those good works that God has prearranged for you to do, it's yours tonight. Why are you living tentative? Why are you wondering how it's going to turn out? Why are you fearful and nervous and doubting? And now let me give you my famous favorite verse in this message. I'm going to give you this verse. I'm going to tell you a story, and then I'm going to pray for you. Would that be all right? We're coming to the end. Are you getting anything out of this? One last verse, Zechariah chapter 8, verse 16. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak this to you. But now, I am determined, God says, I am determined to bless my people, Jerusalem and the people of Judah. So, don't, can you say it with me? Don't be. When we, when we understand that we serve a God who is determined to bless us, he's made a decision, why would we ever be nervous? Why are we thinking, gee, I hope this church makes it. This is a pretty cool church. I, I hope this church is still here next year. I don't know, maybe I shouldn't give because, you know, it's a new church. It might not make it. I don't know, is Pastor Dell going to be all right? Am I going to be all right? Is my family going to be all right? Are we going to be all right with COVID? Are we going to be all right with Washington, D.C.? Are we going to be all right with the Supreme Court? I don't know. I don't know. Let's just see how this works out. Hey, I'm telling you right now, God's blessings in your life are on lock. And there will be dark days, and there will be days that are not good. But God will cause those days to work together for good to everyone who loves the Lord. Let me close with this story. It appears that God made up his mind about the Methodist Episcopal Church in Swan Quarter, North Carolina. The year was 1876. True story. The church needed a new building. Sound familiar? So when somebody donated a lot, they accepted. But it was low-lying land they're in Swan Quarter, North Carolina in 1876. So here's what they did. They constructed a sturdy little church on brick pilings up above the ground. Wooden church on brick pilings. As soon as they dedicated the church, a storm, kind of like the one that's hit our nation on the East Coast right about now where they're flooded out, the same kind of a storm came to that town. 1876, and lifted that church, newly constructed church, 
lifted it up off its pilings, and it started floating away. The people were panicked, and they were in boats, and they had ropes, and they, they tried to moor their church. They tried to tow it back to where, but nothing they did worked. That church just floated down the main street of town as though a hand was guiding it. And as dozens of people watched, when it got to a certain street, it made a hard right turn floating on the water. It went down that street two blocks and came to rest in the perfect center of a vacant lot. And when the water subsided, it was quite a shock. Everybody saw it. And the unique thing is, true story, that was the lot that the church really had wanted to purchase. But the guy wouldn't sell it to him. But when that church came to rest, his name is Sam Sadler, by the way, you can look it up, 1876, Swan Quarter, North Carolina. The man who had turned them down signed the land over to them. And 140 years later, that church is still there. Because when God makes up his mind, when God decides that a church is going to survive the flood, you can take it to the bank and you can believe. And that church to this day is named Providence Methodist Church and it still stands. Well, I wonder how Clyde City Church is going to do. Here's my prediction. God has decided to bless you. And if the devil could take you out, if the devil could take you out, what's he waiting for? Why did he let us have a first anniversary? He didn't. God did. He is faithful, everybody. Come on, lift your hands to a faithful God. Everyone say this prayer with me right now. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you have decided to bless me. As your child, I authorize, I receive, I accept, I give permission to you, God, to bless my life and to cause all things to work together for good. From this day forward, say it, from this day forward, I'll be serving you, trusting you, and not nervous at all. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Dell, you're doing a great job. But God is working in your work. Andrew, you're doing a great job, but God is working through you. Collide City Church family and friends, I'll see you soon because you're going to make it and all things are going to work together for good. God bless you. Congratulations.